are listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Ah, oh, good, good afternoon, Tiny. I forgot what time of day it was. He's back, I everybody. Am. I am. I'm back I'm with a vengeance, you know, it's like Rambo Part 2 or whatever. Um... I got some pretty good stories this week. I uh, got a Bigfoot story here. You got anything good over on your side? Well, we have some more uh, Elon Musk news, and we also have a woman who um, threw her dog in the oven because she thought it contained the spirit of her ex-boyfriend. Okay. Logical. That sounds logical. <laughs> but I feel like we should start out. Let me give an opportunity to... Uh, we await uh, your excuses. Well, first of all, I was going to thank <laughs> the other John, uh, John Horton, for filling in for me. So. Yes. He did a wonderful job, I felt like, listening back. <laughs> Definitely on this side of the, the table, raised the intelligence level by <laughs> a, an exponential amount. He, he, he did a very good job. Um, I was actually out. Uh, my niece and nephew both got baptized over in East Aboga. Oh, good and, for them. Uh, yeah. And so we... Uh, we went over there. Didn't have we were, didn't make it back, you know, doing family stuff, eating after church and all that. So, yeah, um, we're not gonna wasn't gonna be able to make it out or make it back. And John uh, luckily was able to fill in, you know, <laughs> swoop in here, do a good job, provide an entertaining podcast with some great commentary. You know, yeah, I wanted to. I didn't want to just not do a show, right? Because yeah, it, I know we have dozens of people who just this is probably the highlight right. of their week. Yes, just to I mean, turn us on and, and listen to this to the podcast. Yeah, but. right. No, I, I I know my parents. It's their Monday morning ritual, <laughs> <laughs> so. At least they needed something to do on Monday now, you know. Yes. So you don't. Want also, to... John Horton. Uh, it was super late notice. Right. So, yeah. Again, and, I mean, he swooped in with I know. really zero notice. So, right. Um, huge. Which is a whole. Huge thank you. Yeah. Which is on me. That's my fault. <laughs> but I'm glad John was able to uh, to fill in and, and did a great job. He's he's a really cool cat. Anyway, he's yeah. much cooler than I am, and <laughs> I like him and his wife and his family. They're great people. So. Um, you know, wanted to start out and say thanks to him. You know, got a got a little more exciting news here. I want to hit at the top. We're going to come back to it later on, but we actually have what I would call a sponsor. It's, that's a sponsor. Yeah, a sponsor. We have landed our first sponsor. Yes. with the uh, world famous. Yes, the world famous Cajun Curl. It's Bayou Blended Original Spice. My good friend Brandon White, fellow Eagle Scout, owns this right here, and it's a spice you can use in cooking. Um, he actually made some potato chips. They have like a potato chip maker thing, and, and mm-hmm. they are awesome. My son Hudson ate my entire bag that was brought <laughs> for me this afternoon. He loved it. So we're gonna we're gonna talk some more about that. But it is it's pretty amazing. If you're into cooking, you can use it on beef, pork, get your fish, you get poultry, potatoes. Talk about sprinkling it on popcorn. I mean, it's it's. It's where it's at, you know, if you like a little bit of spice, but something that's not going to overpower you with heat, mm-hmm. you know. You know, some stuff. And it's always nice to kind of support somebody local. Yeah, you know, right. Yes. Guy, you yeah, know. all natural ingredients, too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're into that kind of thing, of course, I'll I'll stick a preservative in my body just for fun, you know, <laughs> just see what happens. But, I mean, some <laughs> yeah. people are really health conscious, all natural ingredients. Yeah, local business, local company here. Mm-hmm. 
um, to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. But they kind of distribute worldwide, from what I understand. Right. Um, if you're on the internet, you can check it out at CajunCurl.com. That's spelled exactly like you think it would. Mm-hmm. CajunCurl.com. Um, see what he's got to offer. And it is delicious. Yeah, and, and we'll have a little bit to give away over the next coming weeks. But I, I wanted to hit that, you know, right at the beginning before we get into our um, stories. Because and we're not just exciting. plugging something. Yeah, it's not. We're not just plugging something that we don't really know about. Right. You know, yeah. We have actually tried it. Is is some good stuff. It's great. We're I mean, on the internet. You can trust us. Yes. Right. It's yeah. good. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> do anybody out there that's got a product you want us to try out to see if it's worthy to yeah. be sponsored? Because I mean, I would tell we you, we can't go and, and support just anybody. Yeah. Right. If he would have brought this to me and have been trash, I'd have been like, ah, I, I don't know. You know, this I don't know if we can do it. This just doesn't level. Right. This doesn't match Earth Oddity standards. That's right. Yes. The high, <laughs> the very high standard we said. But we are very pleased to announce that world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Original Spice has passed the Earth Oddity quality test of passing colors. And I would think if anyone looked at you and I, they would (laughs) know that we're authorities on food anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Anyways, just wanted to mention that. before We'll we'll hit it again later on, but um, (laughs) to let everybody know, that's out there now. And we're, you know, moving along, moving up the ladder in the podcast world. Yeah, we are. Because uh, we have a uh, a business partnership, so to speak, <laughs> with a uh, with world famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Original Spice. Yes, contains no puppies. Yeah, yeah, no know. puppies, <laughs> no preservatives either. Actually, <laughs> yeah. so you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Do puppies contain preservatives? <laughs> Probably. I, I mean. <laughs> There's a Chinese buffet joke there somewhere <laughs> that we should probably stay away from. Probably. We did talk about that in an earlier episode. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> they were not... The reason they were going out and uh, assassinating dogs is because they didn't have uh, Cajun curl spice. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Know? But I'll tell you what, if if you're one of our Asian friends who are into that, listen, because we're worldwide, <laughs> yeah. somebody downloads us in the Philippines. If you're into eating dogs, put a little Cajun curl on it. <laughs> yeah, try it. It's I'm good. Kick it up a notch. I'm sure it's good. His is great. I'm sure it would be. I, you know, I was saying. <laughs> Let's see. You want to lead off or me? Here? I'll lead off. Okay. We are going to talk about a man who I'm a huge fan of. Uh, this is Elon Musk. Oh, and yeah. If I can get my stinger here. Elon Musk. <laughs> but eventually you can transform Mars into an Earth-like planet. The fast way uh, and the slow way. The fast way is, is drop thermonuclear weapons over the poles. You're a super villain. <laughs> Elon Musk, and I apologize, this, this story is actually a little bit late. He was speaking at uh, South by Southwest. Figgy Fig Face out there, he usually keeps me up to date on, on, uh, yeah. on Elon Musk right. news. So I feel like you kind of dropped the ball on this one, but it's okay. <laughs> we gonna... all get a little busy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But he says, the headline here, AI is more dangerous than nuclear weapons. Okay. He had he had made some statements that he felt humanity needed to come together and kind of focus on putting a, a colony on Mars right. in case nuclear war was to break out here mm-hmm. on planet Earth and there's a little seed of humanity right. over there yes. on the planet Mars. But then he also, he kind of back, well, I guess he didn't really backtrack, but he did come out and say, yes, we need to do that, but by the way, AI yeah. is a bigger threat than nuclear weapons. Well, and I read somewhere, uh, I guess it may have been in that article where Zuckerberg... Mm-hmm. The Facebook guy was kind of like, yeah, you're being a little overreacting here but about it. He thinks he knows everything. <laughs> I was thinking, so. Elon Musk like, put him in his place. He yeah, was like, you don't even know what you're dealing with here, buddy. You know, 
Like I'm putting I'm putting cars in outer space. <laughs> You're running a thing people share cat videos on. You know. <laughs> yes. Anyway, he says that uh, he doubled down his dire warnings about the danger of artificial intelligence. The billionaire tech entrepreneur called AI more dangerous than nuclear warheads and said there needs to be a regulatory body overseeing the development of super intelligence. Speaking at the South by Southwest Tech Conference in Austin, Texas on Sunday. And now this is this is a while back, yeah. a couple Sundays back. It's not the first time Musk has made frightening predictions about the potential of artificial intelligence. He has, for example, called AI vastly more dangerous than North Korea. And before that, he said that he's he's called for regulatory oversight in the past, and he did again at this uh, at this con. Yeah, some have called his tough talk fear mongering. Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg said that Musk's doomsday AI scenarios are unnecessary and quote pretty irresponsible. <laughs> and which I think, if you're calling for caution, how is that irresponsible? Yeah. Well, I would like to remind, like, I think Facebook was the one who had the two AI programs that developed their own language. They had to shut it down. Yeah. Was, wasn't that right? I think what it was if, Google. Oh, okay. Still, yeah, pretty much the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Harvard professor Steven Pinker, he's also uh, criticized his Musk tactics. Uh, Musk, however, is resolute, calling those who push his warnings fools. <laughs> Uh, the biggest issue I see with so-called AI experts is that they think they know more than they do, and they think they're smarter than they actually are, said Musk. <laughs> this tends to plague smart people. They define themselves by their intelligence, and they don't like the idea that a machine could be way smarter than they are. So they discount the idea, which is fundamentally flawed. That, yeah, that's, that's a great point. <laughs> which That's tough yeah. talk, but yeah. I think he makes a good, good great point. <laughs> I want to see Elon fight some people. You know? I want to see him. Well, maybe I don't. I was going to say, I want to see him fight an AI. But. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Robots have, like, you know, that crazy robot strength stuff. So right. They'll rip his arms off or something. Which we, I guess we kind of did see that in yeah. uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. When right. Tony Stark, he went up against Ultron. I didn't even watch that, but I'm going to take your word for it. I was thinking Terminator. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which he did use the phone book to look up the guys. You know, it's like the most advanced weapon in the world. Then he had to use the phone book to find the little <laughs> Well, kid. that was before the internet. so That's very true. Yeah. That's he, very true. <laughs> <laughs> which is it's neat when you think about that it. It is. He says, this is Elon Musk talking, I'm really quite close. I am very close to cutting edge in AI, and it scares the heck out of me, said (laughs) Musk. It's capable of vastly more than anyone knows, and the rate of improvement is exponential. Musk pointed out to machine intelligence playing the ancient Chinese strategy game Go to demonstrate rapid growth in AI capabilities. So, um, So do you remember this? This is a story like... For the longest time, they had AI programs to play chess. And yeah. we're like, oh, they'll never beat us in chess. Well, right. they beat us at chess. Yeah, I remember that. I'm not familiar with Go, but apparently this is a a Chinese strategy game that is like chess, you know, to the whatever huh. power. It's like even, it's even more difficult to play. Chess developed in India, by the way, if you didn't know. <laughs> I'm a big chess fan. Uh, cool. I play a little chess. You play? Uh, yeah, I've never said the word checkmate other than just in casual conversation. <laughs> kind of I have too. I'm not very good. In fact, my sons are equally as good as I am, and they are 12 and 10 respectively. So, yeah, chess is one of those few games where I feel like there's no luck involved yeah, no, whatsoever. It's all it's skill, 100 skill, and you have to have a lot of forethought about yeah, what's do. going on and what your opponent may do, and 
forking on tiles and crazy things. You know, anyways, not to it, it get it to the chest. Genghis Khan was like a master of I'm chess sure he when was. He, before he was even a teenager. That dude took you over know. like the entire world at the time, pretty much. But as good as he was in chess, I don't think he could beat these AIs yeah. that they're coming uh, out with now. It really is kind of yeah. scary. And it's so scary that Elon Musk himself is like, we, right. need, to keep, yeah. we need to keep tabs on this guy. I agree with him. Yeah. You know? I, I think that it's really scary. The potential. Mm-hmm. It, and of course, I don't consider myself smart at all. In fact, I don't think anyone who listens <laughs> to this will consider me smart. You know, anybody. I'm sure my mom would say it because she still tells me I'm handsome and stuff. But, <laughs> you know, other than that. But I think the potential, like, it could be a runaway train, you know? Yeah, like, you really don't could. know what's going to happen. You may think you know, but you mm-hmm. don't know. It's like a, I don't know, that sounds like an MTV promo for one of those old shows. I can't remember what it was. Oh, Made. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember if you that show. It's like, you think you know what happens. Show. But, oh. yeah, it's like, machines don't learn like people do. Right. And they don't forget like yeah, people do. Exactly. So every time you tell a machine something, it's not going to forget that. Yes. It's going to retain that. And yeah. it's just going to continue to get smarter and smarter and right. smarter at an ever-accelerating rate. Yes. And you know, the fact that it, it can, you know, AI now can base and learn mm-hmm. off of interactions it has with humans or other computers seems extremely dangerous to me, you know? Mm-hmm. That's like some supervillain stuff. Like, you just find you an AI, whatever, controls nuclear weapons <laughs> or something, and you start to develop, you know, a language to talk to it. And next thing you know, it's launching nukes all over the globe. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how it all works. Like Musk, uh, he called for a body of oversight yeah. over the development of AI, which... That seems like that'd be kind of hard to do. I mean, what's going to stop some genius in his yeah. mom's basement like exactly. doing it on a hard on a computer that he's got? You know, yeah, that would be kind of difficult. But uh, he says, "I am not normally an advocate of regulation and oversight. I think one should generally err on the side of minimizing those type of things. But in this case, where you have a very serious danger to the public, it needs to be a public body that has insight and then oversight to confirm that everyone is developing AI safely." This is extremely important. I think the danger of AI is much greater than the danger of nuclear warheads by a lot. And nobody would suggest that we allow anybody to build nuclear warheads if they want. That would be insane. Mark my words, AI is far more dangerous than nukes. Far more. So why do we not have any regulatory oversight? This Hmm. is insane. (laughs) Well, I mean, to me, I I agree with him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like a... I, I don't know. I don't know where I land on the political spectrum. I'm kind of all over, but I'm for less oversight usually. Again, yeah. usually, usually. But yeah, uh-huh. I could see. I mean, you want you want some government oversight. You would like for them to make sure the stuff you're eating and consuming is not horrible. Which mm-hmm. they kind of dropped the ball on that a few times. <laughs> I don't, but uh, but for something like this, like I think, and so does Elon, Elon, elongated muskrat. Yes, uh, it thinks that we. Uh, we need a little oversight. Like I say, it would be kind of hard. Then again, the NSA knows everything you ever do on the computer ever. So if you're trying to upload a program to the internet, I'm sure someone, mm-hmm. somewhere, it's stored. So, Well, another thing, if an AI, if it hits the internet, can it ever really... I mean, once anything yeah. hits the internet, can it be... I don't think so. It's, it's like opening a Pandora's box. Right. Yes, which I had know? that conversation with my kids. Like, if you ever do anything dumb and it gets on the internet, it's going to be there It's going to be there forever. forever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you take a picture with a funny face, next thing you know, you're a meme. Everybody's <laughs> talking. I'm like, just so you know. I mean, be aware. That's there. So... Yeah. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Anyways... 
He also uh, he deleted Facebook pages this week. Did you know that? <laughs> I did know that. I did hear that. <laughs> like somebody asked him to, and he was like, "Well, I don't even know if I have it." Yeah. Sorry, that's my phone going <laughs> off there. Uh, he was like, "I don't even know if we have a Facebook page," which seems kind of weird. Yeah. You you probably know. I think he was playing coy there, but yeah, he went ahead and deleted it. I think he was really just taking a shot at Mark yeah. Zuckerberg. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's been a here, rough week for Facebook, by the way. Yeah. Uh, verified Facebook pages of Elon Musk, rocket company SpaceX, and electric car maker Tesla disappeared on Friday, minutes after the Silicon Valley billionaire promised on Twitter, on Twitter, mm-hmm. to take down the pages when he was challenged challenged by his users. Uh, somebody tweeted at him, "Quote: Delete SpaceX page on Facebook if you're the man." <laughs> <laughs> and then he responds to this, "I didn't realize there was one. Will do." There you go. <laughs> Facebook pages of SpaceX and Tesla, which had millions of followers, are no longer accessible. Musk had begun the exchange by responding to a tweet from WhatsApp co-founder Brian Acton on the hashtag delete Facebook tag. The hashtag gained prominence after the world's largest social network upset users by mishandling data, which ended up in the hands of Cambridge Analytica, a political consultancy that worked on U.S. President Donald Trump's 2016 election campaign. What's Facebook, Musk tweeted. Many users also urged the billionaire to delete the profiles of his companies on Facebook's photo-sharing app, Instagram. And he responded, Instagram's probably okay, as long as it stays fairly independent, which I think he probably just don't want to take down his his Instagram. I think think Elon here knows what most people in marketing know, and Mm -hmm. that is your target audience for Instagram is much younger, and those are going to be the people who will... You know, ultimately work or mm-hmm. invest in this company for the next 50 years as opposed to your target audience, Facebook, which is mainly baby boomers and mm-hmm. Gen Xers like us. So, right. <laughs> uh, so he's probably just like, nah, nah, that's that's my market I'm going for there. Those are going to be <laughs> yeah. the people that are going to Mars. Like, no, that one's cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think they're good. He says, I don't use Facebook and never have, so don't think I'm some kind of martyr or my companies are taking a huge blow. Also, we don't advertise or pay endorsements, so don't care. <laughs> what if this is like uh, like a, a fabricated battle between Zuckerberg and Musk? <laughs> yeah. You know, like rap stars will get mad at each other, and they like let out a diss track, and then this guy comes back <laughs> with a diss track. But they're both just doing it to get publicity for themselves. You know, like, oh, this guy hates this guy or whatever. Yeah. What if this is like the same type of thing? <laughs> I don't know. I just where do I go to order my must team muskrat shirt right <laughs> I don't now? Know. I don't know, but maybe we need to start a beef with somebody, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Get mad at Joe Rogan or whoever. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Rogan, he would pound us <laughs> yeah, into the ground. Would. Yeah, I think he's got like years of stand-up <laughs> comedy saying. experience yeah. dealing with we hecklers. We need to pick somebody weaker than us. Yeah, we got to we gotta work our way up the ladder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, this article also it goes into the whole thing where uh, that little tit for tat that he and Zuckerberg had, yeah, where he said that uh, last year war words broke out between Musk and Zuckerberg over whether robots will become smart enough to kill their human creators. <laughs> when Zuckerberg was asked about Musk's views on the danger of robots, he chided naysayers whose doomsday doomsday scenarios were irresponsible. And uh, in response, Musk simply tweeted. His understanding of the subject is limited. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
That's like a nerd fight. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, you're dumb. <laughs> well, <clears throat> excuse me. That's all interesting, but let's move on to the real news yes. here, which is uh, a North Carolina group claims that they have evidence that Bigfoot exists. Uh-oh. Yes, and as everyone knows, our, our loyal listeners, I believe in Bigfoot, and uh, apparently... And I would like to believe yes, in Bigfoot. <laughs> apparently, uh, my friends in North Carolina here claim they have evidence. Um, a group in North Carolina is claiming they have evidence that Bigfoot exists. And this comes from foxcarolina.com. The group, North Carolina Bigfoot, not a very original name, I would like to say, (laughs) has posted photos that they claim the evidence of Bigfoot, including footprints and bent branches over the years. Uh, They claim evidence of Bigfoot sightings have been found in Pender County in the uh, Wari Forest and Lake Hickory. Uh, The fascination with Bigfoot is also spreading to North Carolina classrooms. All right, that's good. We Mm -hmm. get a... We get people, uh, you know, in in the schools learning, get their learning about Bigfoot. <laughs> um, instructor Jim Charneski offers the offers the class North Carolina Bigfoot at Maryland Community College. Um, he began t- teaching the class four years ago. Um, he said he became involved with the Bigfoot Research Field Organization ten years ago, and now serves as an investigator for the organization community college that's cool yeah i I don't have a degree from community college so i can't talk i actually have a degree from community college well you're doing better than me sir yeah took me three years to get it by the way i don't want to brag but it did yeah Yeah. (laughs) i really story behind that my first year of community college i took a bunch of classes i was on scholarship by the way music scholarship and uh and i i took classes with deidre that i didn't necessarily need um, because she was taking like all her prerequisites for nursing school, mm-hmm. and so then the next two years I took classes. And you want to be able to anyway. study with her? Well, yeah, I just wanted to hang out with my girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. was free. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So why not? Makes perfect sense. I was living at home, saving money, working on the farm. I had I was time of the <laughs> those years in community college. No joke, time of my life. I mean, you can't say that once you have kids and all yeah. that because that's supposed to be your time of your life or whatever and it is but i mean no responsibilities money you know and you can't take classes on bigfoot at no. you know no bevel state didn't offer bigfoot <laughs> classes <laughs> i would have been you in can't there. go to harvard and learn about bigfoot <laughs> no not so at all they're why gonna why go to harvard you go, you go to maryland <laughs> community college which is <laughs> absolutely i'm sorry it's not maryland it's mayland community college <laughs> mayland yeah man ah should put my community college education to work here and read a little <laughs> yeah. better um, that's cool. I can fix it. Yeah. Anyways, it's fine. Let them let it roll. I'm about warts and all. That's where I'm at. Uh, according to Charneski here, the class covers Bigfoot history in North Carolina and Big Sur, Bigfoot research and investigations. He said this television show Finding Bigfoot has brought more attention to the topic. Um, Charneski said he had a sighting of Bigfoot approximately four years ago near the North Carolina slash South Carolina border. Um, he was hoping to offer a similar class in Asheville, um, and he encourages people to keep an open mind about Bigfoot sightings. Keep an open mind, he says. There are more sightings in our area than what most people are aware of. I don't think they're all misidentifications. So there we go. Right. We got academic <laughs> uh, research here showing that there may be a Bigfoot. Well, there's <laughs> evidence. I, I give them that. You know what? 
What's the thing with the footprints, dermal ridges? Yeah, right. They you have know, like, you know. It's it can be faked, but yeah. it's not the easiest thing right. to fake. It's not getting faked by some, you know, meth yeah. addict yeah. and, right. you know, Jasper. Right, exactly. <laughs> Which I don't know if you saw. This is completely off the point, but I don't know if you saw this, but there was a police chase in Tuscaloosa. It ended up at the Tuscaloosa Walmart. Did you see that? Yes, we yeah. actually tweeted. We tweeted okay. that out right. last Good night deal. after it happened. Like, so, the, yeah. <laughs> the Tuscaloosa headline was like, uh, Tuscaloosa News headline was like, uh, uh, meth or police chase of meth addict ends at Tuscaloosa Walmart. And I was like, that's the most Alabama headline <laughs> yeah, I've no. ever seen in my life. But the was, article I read, he crashed his car into the concrete, you know. Yeah, like the barriers, right? Yeah, the barriers out front, like, uh-huh. you know, those little pillars. Or, yeah. What do they call them, pylons or yeah, whatever? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he crashed into those, which I now know why those are there. Exactly. Super responsible. Yes, thank you, <laughs> you know, Walmart. Way to go, guys. Yes. <laughs> and then he, he, gets, he ran out of his car and he ran in and says that they told him to drop right in front of the express lane. And so he got on the ground. Well, you know if you're there with your buggy. It's already late at night. They don't have enough, you know, uh, checkout things open. I must say, they've only got three checkout right. checkouts open. And that thing, and it goes down in there, and you're just like, oh, i got to wait another 30 minutes to get up here. Yeah. Like, oh, I knew I should have went to Publix earlier today. Yeah. But i got to make this casserole for church in the morning or whatever. Palm uh, Sunday. Yes, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Man. <laughs> that was off the subject, but still. I saw that, like, literally right before I drove here, and I yeah. was like, man, that is an Alabama headline. That's crazy. You know, like, <laughs> I'm a messed up guy running to Walmart. <laughs> like, that was, like, his only refuge. Yeah, maybe. they read off his rap sheet, and oh, he yeah. had... Been in a little trouble. <laughs> that's what I say. He's got a... Usually, usually if you're running from the law, you're probably already got a. Yeah, at one point he had told the police officers they need to stay off his property. Like where I don't, I forget where he was from, but he said he told him he had the right to bear arms. Which I'm thinking, if you're a felon, technically no, you don't don't anymore. Maybe he's not one of those sovereign citizen people. You know, (laughs) have you ever seen anything about those guys? Yeah, that's actually pretty fascinating. Yeah, they're a little weird. You know, Google Sealand. That's a fascinating story. Yeah, are you familiar with that? uh -uh, We'll talk about it some other time, but it's. It's basically a little platform off the coast of the UK somewhere where this dude just he's like, moved in there and said, own. this is my own country. And he's been in like years of litigation. And I think some some countries consider it another oh, country yeah. like, and some don't, it? but it's just him and his family. Huh. And I think he sets up like a lot of computer servers there, people who want to have no oversight from anybody, yeah. you know. Probably money laundering, things like that. Yeah, yeah. and some other abhorrent things yeah, that are going sure. on on the dark net. Sure, yeah. It's probably got a server dedicated somewhere in Sealand. If, hmm. if I'm not – now maybe I'm – that's the last time I checked. It's yeah, been a few years. If you're out there, Sealand guy, you happen <laughs> to download our podcast and listen. But they got a flag. They got, okay, they got a currency. All right, yeah. <laughs> I think those are things you would need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know if you could just say, I live in Northport on, you know, in Vestavia neighborhood and I'm yeah. a sovereign citizen and you can't come on my property or, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm going to travel on your roads and use things and I'm not going to pay my taxes and stuff like that. Yeah. It seems a little overboard. Right, right. Well, since we talked about Bigfoot, and this is a super short article, so, but <laughs> can't let this go unmentioned. Carcass of strange sea creature washes up on a Georgia beach. There we go. <laughs> it says here. Spring break's been rough on a lot of people. I guess so. Golden Isles, Georgia. A boater discovered a strange sea creature that washed ashore on a southeast Georgia beach. 
Jeff Warren said he spotted the deceased animal Friday afternoon with his son at Wolf Island National Wildlife Refuge in Golden Isles, Georgia. At first, uh, he thought that the creature was a dead seal, but upon further investigation, he described it as looking more like a, quote, Loch Ness-type thing. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) Uh-oh. With its elongated neck and small head, the sea animal is a, in a way, appeared to look like an animal from prehistoric times. Action News, JAX, reached out to U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service for more information on what kind of animal it could be. Director Dan Ash said some sea animals have a way of decomposing where they can resemble a plesiosaur. Typically, he said, a 30-foot basking shark can decompose in a way where it looks like it has a long neck and a tiny head resembling the prehistoric creature. So, they don't know what it is. I did go look at the video, and it probably is something that just looks like a dinosaur. It's still pretty cool. Like, there's a little... uh, I see it. There's a little picture right there yeah. on the article and it's it's not big it's not it's like a little you know it's about the size of a seal yeah yeah but it looks like a little uh like a little, little scottish water horse that just washed up on the beach <laughs> you know <laughs> so <laughs> yeah they got me i love that <laughs> but uh yeah you know i don't know you walk down the beach see something weird uh, you don't know what it is the sea is pretty fast we've explored yeah. What, where did I read? Like more of space than we have, like our sea or something like that, because they're well, we have telescopes that can look way right. out yeah. there, but right. we can't see like way down deep right. in the yeah. ocean, and we don't have the instrumentation to take mm-hmm. all the pressure of getting down that far. So you know, who knows what's out there? Yeah, it's another reason why I don't like swimming when I go to the Gulf. <laughs> yeah, Shark Creek ruined it for me, but still, there's all kind of stuff down there. Giant squids, kraken. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, the next article here, um, I chose because I have a little bit of expertise in this area. All right. Um, it's called, You're Not Tripping, LSD is Making a Comeback. Oh, great. Yeah. In case you ever thought it went away. <laughs> uh, it didn't go away when I was in college. That's all I'll say. Uh, <laughs> there were scientists and writers in the 40s and 50s. Uh, mystics and musicians in the 60s and 70s, neo-psychedelic counterculturalists in the 80s and 90s, and in the 2010s, they're back as Uh college students. (laughs) (laughs) They are users of LSD, uh, the psychedelic drug that causes visual hallucinations, a distorted sense of time, and a feeling of euphoria. Far out, man. Far out, man. Um... The proportion of the 18 to 25-year-olds who reported using LSD in the past year grew by 40% between 2013 and 2015. Yeah, that's quite an uptick. <laughs> uh, according to the, that's according to a government-funded mm-hmm. survey. Um, the up, upswing reflects not only new users, uh, new uses for LSD, like taking small doses to improve creativity or focus. That's mm-hmm. called microdosing, by the way. <laughs> That's nothing new. Right. right? It's called microdosing. Um, But also a shift in attitude among students who see the illicit drug as relatively safe and even potentially beneficial despite the risk. Hmm. Um, Nick Nick Morris here says, People start out of curiosity. Um, They use it casually. While at the University of Colorado in Boulder, he graduated in 2015, and he said, People are curious about expanding their minds and developing new thought patterns. A lot of people do it just to see what it feels like. Right. That's uh, 
That's pretty common among drug users. <laughs> uh, part of the reason for the upswing in LSD use is that the student population tends to be less afraid of the drug than in previous decades. So, uh, you know, in decades before, there was mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, you know, don't take acid, you're going to think you can fly and jump off a building. Well, there's not so many anti-LSD. Mm-hmm. It's more anti-heroin, anti-opioid type stuff. So right. they're not getting as much of a, of a uh, PR blitz telling them to stay away from it. Um, take it in tab form for those unfamiliar. Acid, as it's commonly known, evokes images of drug-fueled escapades, people jumping out of windows while tripping, uh, because they believe they can fi- fly or staring at the sun for so long they went blind. <laughs> uh, though some of those stories have been proven false, instances have been of people behaving erratically and even violently while on LSD are well documented. Uh, but although some users have had bad trips with negative effects like panic attacks, flashbacks, and psychosis, White says students today don't have the same negative associations with LSD that their parents and grandparents did. Uh, because LSD use fell significantly in the early 2000s following in a drop a drop in availability. Um, some of the stigma has been removed, White says. Students today are more open to it. They haven't grown up with the same scare tactics. So it's kind of like what I was saying. Right. Um, now let's see here. We'll get to this next part where I was reading. Um, students have different reasons for wanting to try LSD, from enhancing their experience at music festivals to going... <laughs> Against the grain of society, says Kyle Bueller, mm-hmm. Bueller, who founded hallucinogen. <laughs> Anyone? Yes, uh, he founded hallucinogen-oriented news site Psychedelics Today, which is actually hmm. I, I don't know why I didn't have that idea. Um, <laughs> Bueller, who's 29, says that it's sometimes seen as a rite of passage or part of typical young adult exploration, like experimenting with alcohol. Um, or other things. Psychedelics are not new, but the internet makes information spread like wildfire mm-hmm. and new information keeps growing. Um, so they go on to talk about how people are using LSD more and more now. Um, and let's see, I'm trying to find this uh, quote here. Okay. Uh, there's a continue, it has what some people believe are psycho- psychological benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a, a scientist talking about. Uh, while tripping doses may lead to a variety of perpetual distortions, light doses have been associated with mood improvement, increase in sensory perception, possibly better social collaboration. Um, there is a continued consideration as to where LSD might help persons suffering from anxiety or depression, um, but it's still being studied, and it's been studied for years, by the way, um, by psychologists this is when really kind of broke out in the 60s as they were using it right. in Stanford to do you know see what would happen listen to those people up and see what they do mm-hmm. are they going to kill people but anyways more and more people are using LSD and I would like to welcome them personally into the Grateful Dead <laughs> fandom <laughs> like, like myself and many others have Done. Also, if you're tripping on LSD, if you listen to Earth Oddity, yeah. guaranteed good trip. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. No bad trips right. listening exactly. to Earth Oddity podcasts. Yes. No. Look, <laughs> we're here to guide you and help you, <laughs> yes. and we're not going to scare you. Uh, I will say, um, and let me just, you know, um, a s- disclaimer out here to my mother <laughs> and father that... Uh, you know, I, I haven't always been perfect. I've made a lot of missteps in my life. But it said in there that it was <laughs> not as available in the early 2000s for college kids. But 
I never experienced that in my entire time. <laughs> gotcha. Really, it was one of the more affordable options in the uh, uh, in the uh, that whole genre of illegal drugs, right? Uh, and definitely got a good bang for your buck. Uh, had some pretty interesting times, but um, I would not recommend, you know, for just your general listener out here, any children and stuff. You definitely want to stay away from it because right. I do think it made me a lot weirder than <laughs> I normally would have been. It probably changed a lot of the way uh, I did. It reflected <laughs> definitely in my grades in college, and uh, so I just say, as you know, just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean you need to do it. All yeah. right, you know, we all make mistakes in life. I know this makes me sound super lame, but what everybody's jumping off a bridge? Are you going to do it too? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> right. If you're taking acid, you will. I'll just say that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're uh, dosed up. <laughs> or maybe, and, and I'll just say this because there's one person who, if they listen to this, will know exactly what I'm talking about. If you spend an entire night in a trailer in Auburn, Alabama <laughs> on LST <laughs> and then get up and drive to Prattville the next morning to develop a roll of film in a Walmart... You have made some poor choices along the way, okay? Okay. Uh, There's a lot of laws that were broken from driving a vehicle impaired and everything else. Uh, So we made some poor choices, but uh, we definitely can laugh about it now because we live. But we could have died. We all could have died. I mean, there were were a lot of things that went on that night. So anyways, just want to (laughs) say hello to my friend who's listening. He's he's a regular listener, so he'll remember. Good good PSA there, John. Yeah. <laughs> well, this next story is uh, it's really something else. Um, massive asteroid. Hold on. This comes from the Financial Express, and the headline is, Massive Asteroid Likely to Hit Earth. Here's how NASA plans to hammer it. All right. NASA is planning to launch a nuclear spacecraft named the Hypervelocity Asteroid Mitigation Mission for Emergency Response. Okay. Better known as this acronym, HAMMER. (laughs) If they're not playing MC Hammer, you know, like in the background every day when they're at work, something's wrong with them, you know. I think they're trying to tell all the asteroids. Can't touch this. There you go. (laughs) Uh, We're on the same wavelength, you know. touch this you don't get that with the other john that's all i'm saying <laughs> <That's true>. you <laughs> know anyway preparing itself to protect life on earth from a potential asteroid attack nasa has developed this eight ton spacecraft that would be capable of deflecting a huge space rock in case it happens to hit planet earth uh ian's which i, had, I didn't know what that was that's apparently that's the indo-asian news uh okay. service they did a report and they said in that report on friday Bennu, a 1,600-foot-wide asteroid, so we're naming asteroids now. Oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> is considered to be a near-Earth object, or an NEO, that would be hitting Earth with 14.5 megatons of TNT if it was to hit. Although the risk is slightly less, Bennu is reported to have been circling around the sun at a speed of 63,000 miles per hour, and it is is at a comfortable distance of 54 million miles from Earth. The Osi- allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> the OSIRIS-REx mission by NASA is already on its way to Bennu to collect samples, and experts have calculated the time and expense that would be required to stop or destroy the asteroid that was discovered in 1999 
Since its discovery, Bennu has regularly been monitored, and experts have calculated that the time needed to build a spacecraft uh, hammer is seven and a half years from the craft uh, being built and launched to to the. How can I how can I word this? They need seven and a half years to build the spacecraft and launch it. Right before it hit to Earth to be able to yeah. intercept it to fly Bruce Willis up there and yeah, take right. care of yes. everything. <laughs> well, I'd like for it to put a little speed on. You know, like, let's let's speed that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. We put that in overdrive. We need Especially to get ready a little ahead of time. Here a few years ago, there was one that hit Russia. Remember yes, that? It right. just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Nobody that, knew. like they didn't even yeah. pick it up. You know? I know. I don't know. And I remember, what was it, like the week before, they were like, okay, we're going to miss this one, mm-hmm. and, and one went by and missed us. And then like the next week, <laughs> like, nobody knew, and one hits, and it was like a big deal. Right. Remember that? They're like, hey, uh, we're all looking at the wrong, you know, like our <laughs> yeah. defense was over here, and then other <laughs> comes and blindsides. It's, it's like playing dodgeball. You know, you like, <laughs> miss the one, and then they get hit in the side of the head from the other side of the world. <laughs> In his report, Ian's quoted Dante Loretta, a professor at the University of Arizona, who said that Bennu's impact would be three times higher than all nuclear arms exploded in the past. She went on to say that the asteroid would release energy equal to 14.5 megatons of TNT, which I said that earlier in the article. However, the study also said that Earth required years of warning to bring the deterrent plan in action. Earth has been hit by asteroids with much regularity, but most of them were too minute to bring about major destruction, and many fell in scant, uh, scantily populated areas, causing minimal damage. Uh, what was that one that hit Russia, the Tuskunga yeah. event or whatever? Yeah, right. They think it was an asteroid. Right. They really don't know. Yeah, but it knows. was basically out in Siberia where right. nobody was. There's this huge explosion. Yes. Uh, according to the report... It said that Near-Earth Object Study Center and NASA recorded 73 asteroids that have a 1 in 1,600 chance of hitting the planet Earth. Hmm. So, 1 in 1,600 is pretty good odds. Yeah, that's really cool that it's they better have. than the lottery, you know. <laughs> that's really cool they're designing this 8-ton uh, spacecraft to, to take care of us, but we need. Right. I think we need to speed that up. Yeah, you I mean, know, seven and a half years. Let's get to jump on that. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's like when the interstate, you know, tears up and they, like, work on it 24 hours a day in shifts to get it fixed so it doesn't, you know, mess up traffic. Yeah. We should be doing the same thing with this. I don't know. Put, no, putting in eight-hour days and getting this thing done quick enough for I me. I bet Elon Musk could get it done in a year. Exactly. That is legit. That is legit. Too legit. Too legit. I was a huge MC Hammer fan. I was for everybody too. out there. I am not ashamed to say it. MC Hammer <laughs> was awesome. Still is awesome. You put on MC Hammer at a party with people our age, and they are <laughs> yeah. going to get hype. All right? You know, the young kids may not know, they may not understand, but you put on Too Legit at a party, people are going to start doing the whole Too Legit to Quit thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he did the uh, the Adams Family. Yes, he did. Still they do what song. they want to do, say what they want to say. <laughs> I know. I'm a, I told you. I'm a Hammer fan. You know, I would be excited to meet him today. You know? That would be cool. I know he's broke, but I would still be excited to meet him. He was the president of Dare when we were kids, wasn't That's he? That's right. I yeah. think he was so. also one of these few rappers who was actually like a good role model. He was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess music wasn't. It was well, he did. He came out, you know, like after he like, you know, went away, he came up with like some pretty dirty songs to like maybe try to revive his career. 
They didn't catch on. Oh, John, why are you destroying my childhood? Oh, I knew nothing you. about those. <laughs> you did. You can YouTube the video. Oh, no. I can't remember the name of it, though, but, oh, yeah. It was okay, something. everybody, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Don't pay any attention. But when I saw it, you know, I was like, hammer. You know, it hurt my feelings. <laughs> you let us down. It's like probably the same reaction my mom just made on that prior story when right. I was telling all that. Just like, oh, my baby, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Come on, Hammer. I thought you needed to pray just to make yeah, it today. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you, Hammer was good. Hammer still is good. Yeah. I think he was on a Celebrity Apprentice or something not long ago. <laughs> I don't know for sure. I may have just made that up. Maybe so. He uh, made a hilarious nationwide commercial here he a few years he ago. Did. He did. <laughs> I, I'm 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 happy for Hammer. You know, yeah. I think he's he lost all his money, but I think he's came back and he's still got a good attitude from what I've seen. Baggy so. pants are still the most comfortable pants exactly. you can wear. Yeah, you got some of those like <laughs> what, parachute pants. Yeah, I don't know what they were called. You know, yeah. All right, let's move on here. <laughs> we're we're getting close to time. Uh, this is a real short story. Florida men, not Florida man, Florida men, plural. Oh, I remember this. One disguised in a bull costume <laughs> allegedly tried to burn down ex-boyfriend's home with spaghetti sauce. <laughs> there's just there's so What were you thinking? There's so much in just that headline. All right, you got one guy in a bull costume. Was he on LSD? Maybe so. I don't know. Uh, and then they allegedly tried to burn down ex-boyfriend's home with the spaghetti sauce. All right. <laughs> Two Florida men are accused of breaking into their ex-boyfriend's home and using ragu sauce to try and burn <laughs> it down. Which, all right, so two guys are breaking into their ex-boyfriend. So was, like, the boyfriend playing both of them? Or, oh, no. or do they have, like, one of those weird Polly Morris, I don't know. you know, relationship? I don't even want to think about all that. Regardless, they teamed yeah. up against Yeah, they him. teamed up against this dude. Um, Derek Irving, who's 36, too old to be making decisions like this, by the way, <laughs> and John Silva, 28, were arrested on March 13th after allegedly breaking into the home and stealing several items, including a flat-screen television, a window unit AC, and a vacuum. <laughs> what a weird... A I mean, who steals a vacuum? Well, maybe it was a Dyson. Maybe so. Those things are expensive. Yeah. According to Orlando television station WKMC. The victim called 911 after being alerted by security cameras of motion being detected in the house. He said a towel had been placed over one of the cameras. Mm. Hmm. Arriving deputy saw a red SUV leaving the area and conducted a stop. Two men inside in, the two men inside the vehicle, later identified as Irving and Silva, said they were just picking up clothes from the home. Likely story. <laughs> Remember. Uh, one of these guys is in a bull costume. <laughs> the victim told WKMC that Irving was wearing a bull costume. <laughs> the men initially denied the burglary, but when authorities went to the home, they found a burning pot of ragu sauce and a washcloth near the stove's burner, which appeared to be an effort to start a fire. So they were so, trying to make it look like an accident. Yeah, like an accident. Like, oh, I left my spaghetti like, sauce Oh, it's on. 3 a.m. and I'm yes. hungover. I need to go make some spaghetti. <laughs> right. <laughs> He was trying to make it look like he left the stove on, but who gets up at 2 a.m. and fixes spaghetti, the victim said. Um, both were charged with unarmed burglary, grand theft, and arson. Silva is being held on $25,500 bond, while Irving is behind bars without bond. Mm. So, 
Irving must have had some priors or something. He must have. Uh, to not even be offered bond. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Bizarre story. Why Why do you have a bull costume on? <laughs> I mean, it's like you can almost, I mean, you can almost kind of see the uh, the rest of it. Yeah. Why the bull costume? Well, I mean, what, what? I don't get it. Was it like Ferdinand, you know, the, the, the Disney thing? Was he going for an insanity plea later? <laughs> Maybe so. Like, I was crazy, <laughs> a drug-fueled bull costume, burglary, arson. Did he come from a costume party? Yeah, I mean, what, or just he just decided. Maybe he's like, dude, I'm, I'm feeling the bull costume tonight. I'm a raging bull. Let's go. <laughs> you know? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. Things are weird in Florida. They are. Florida <laughs> is like the acid trip of the United States. You know? That's, yeah. That should be their state motto. Which is why so many people go there. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's a vacation destination. <laughs> you got to suspend reality, no time, uh, uh, sense of time. Just well, weird things going on. While we're in Florida, what do you, what do you say we stay a while? Let's go. Uh, headline, bomb making equipment seized from Fort Pierce man after explosive detonated in the city. Right. Um, you know what he was trying to blow up? What was that? His neighbor's chickens. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to tell you, the chickens will get on your nerves. <laughs> they will crow early in the morning. <laughs> Fort Pierce, a man who crafted a bomb inside a whiskey bottle and blew it up in another man's backyard, was charged with a crime Wednesday, investigators said. Scott Friedrich uh, Wegner, 55, of the 500 block of Wendell Road, was charged with possession uh, and discharge of a destructive device. (laughs) (laughs) An anonymous source called in to report that uh, the neighbor had an IED, the caller said uh, Wagner, who is nicknamed Spider, Okay, by the way. That's a good nickname, by the way. <laughs> he was in a dispute with someone over the, th- the theft of a BB gun, mm-hmm. and he had offered to pay a friend to crawl under the man's home to plant an IED. Wow. <laughs> over a BB gun. <laughs> the theft of a BB gun, that must yes. have had some sentimental attachment to it. They got some pretty sweet BB they guns do. nowadays. They really do. I yeah, know. that's probably like some prized airsoft you kill a, You gun. can kill a squirrel with one nowadays. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's no like Red Rider. Investigators from the St. Lucie County Sheriff's Office, Fort Pierce Police Department, the FBI, and the BATF all responded God. to Wagner's home on Wednesday. So he got all of their yeah. attention. Yeah. Yeah. You go to making bombs, you're going to get some people coming after you. <laughs> they didn't find any bomb making equipment there, but they found two empty Canadian mist bottles, which were in a red golf cart. <laughs> okay. Here's what happened. At a home in the 800 block of South 6th Street, they found evidence of an explosion in the backyard. The homeowner, uh, Wagner's friend, said the incident happened on Saturday. Wagner pulled up to the house, or let's say Spider, that's his nickname. Yeah, Spider. Spider. He pulled up to the house on a golf cart, (laughs) and they began talking, and they began hanging out. And then he said he was going to kill the dude's chickens in the backyard. Okay. At that point, he went to his golf cart. He retrieved a Canadian mist bottle filled with black powder, sand, and a green fuse, according right. to the affidavit. All right. I got you. Uh, he lit the fuse, and he threw the IED into the man's chicken coop, and there it exploded. Yeah. They recovered a one-pound bag of explosive powder, eight feet of cannon fuse, and a coffee cup with sand, uh, which Wagner had left in the 6th Street home. He was charged by the sheriff's office. He remained late Friday in the Indian River County Jail, and bail was set at $30,000. Wow. Only $30,000. <laughs> yeah. Huh. 
Ah, man. Well, I guess he Spider. was... <laughs> Spider. Spider's got him one in the web. <laughs> On the one hand, I'm like, well, you know, he was just, you know, he, his, his, he was attacking chickens. But yeah. then on the other hand, he was paying that. He was offering to pay a dude to crawl up under the guy's house. And yeah, blow. You can't go. You can't go putting bombs under people's houses. No, because they took like, the BB gun. I feel like gunpowder and sand <laughs> and a Canadian mist bottle. Um, I feel like you could have done a little better than that. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, thankfully he didn't. Right. True. But yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean that works. You got to going to have glass shards going everywhere if you yeah. want to take out some chickens. But then you have to pick glass out of the chickens if you want to eat them later on. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, yeah. Have to, to be real careful when you go to eat. But I would I like know. to know how the conversation went when it's you know, it says he rode up and it said they talked for a yeah, while and they right. were hanging out and then he's just like. I'm fixing to kill your chickens with this bomb out in my golf cart. It's a premeditated chicken bombing is what it is, you know? Because yes. he was prepared when he rolled up. <laughs> you, I mean, you know he's probably drunk. He, he emptied those. Somebody had to empty those Canadian mist bottles. You're not going to pour them out. No, right. You ain't going to waste good liquor. Good, expensive Canadian mist. Yeah. But, yeah, so he rolls up in his golf cart. i tell you what right now. I want my BB gun or whatever, you know, is going on. And anyways, that's <laughs> things are weird in Florida, man. That's hilarious. Um, I have another story from Florida here. Since we're in, let's, let's keep keep it rolling. Since we're in Florida, um, Bradenton case of body left in road prompts upcoming change to EMS policy. So. A Bradenton widow, widow is calling for changes in the way Manatee County responds in cases where people die of natural causes in public. After her husband's body was found, was left on the hot road for three hours. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Papa, Papa Ross here. <laughs> Julie Ross' husband, 78-year-old Ty Ross, died of a heart attack. Uh, back in February, and he collapsed outside of a Bradenton park. Uh, and a resident who lives near the park saw him and called 911. By the time Julie arrived at the scene, her husband had been dead for 90 minutes. Uh, she was told by Manatee EMS. Not the quickest response time there. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if they called Deidre, especially if we, if I'm 76, so 30-something years down right. the road, She's dealt with me that long. She'd be like, you know, when I finish when I finish watching my show, I gotta take a shower, put on some makeup. He's already dead. I'll just get over there when I can. You know, ask uh, the paramedics to maybe swing through the drive-through and pick you up a McFlurry on the right. way. Uh, she was told by the Manatee EMS personnel that removing his body, which was partially in the road, was her problem. What? <laughs> yes, you don't do that. She said she called a funeral home, but they were busy and unable to transport the body right away. Um, oh, my goodness. Then we waited and we waited, Julie told us. The EMS had been there and left, but they had not taken their stuff. He still had a tube running down his throat. Oh, so, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I, did you read this article before? Yes. The picture of her demonstrating we're so position. bad I know <laughs> this lady just lost her husband and we can't stop laughing at him. <laughs> forgive us Lord I have tears in my eyes oh okay <laughs> <laughs> 
Just go to the show notes, guys. <laughs> just go and look at the picture. Maybe that needs to be the picture for the podcast Maybe. this week. <laughs> title, show title, Not Our Problem. Not Our Problem. That's perfect. <laughs> okay. All right. Julie recalls it was a hot day. And a neighbor brought her an umbrella to help her shade her husband's body from the sun. Oh, no. I mean, I was worried it was hot. He had been laying out there, Julie explained. I don't know what's going to happen to him. So I held the umbrella over his body. And then the guy came and brought me a chair, so I was able to sit there. Finally, according to Julie, the funeral home was able to come out with a van and transport her husband's body. Um, In total, she said he was there for three hours. That's horrible. No woman should have to go through that. No. Manatee County EMS said they do not have a policy that differentiates death in public or private locations. As a result of this case, however, that will change. It has been determined that a need for policy improvement pertaining to the death of persons in public locations, both EMS and MSO, which I guess is Manatee Sheriff's Office, Um, have agreed to come up with a solution that improves public perception and provides respect owed to the deceased victims in Manatee County. Manatee County, actually. Um, Julie expressed hope that no other family would have to experience the nightmare she went through. Understandable. Um, And she ends with a quote here. It was just so disrespectful to leave him in the street. He did not deserve that. So I know we're laughing because of the absurdity of the yes. situation. Well, and just the but, way she looks in this picture. Yeah, because I mean, she laid down in the road to demonstrate to people. So, some dude was standing there with a with a camera, and yeah. she's like, "Yeah, okay, they finally did move my husband, but I'll just lay down here." Yeah, here's where he was. This is what it was like. So, like, she's probably from the knee down over the curb, hanging out, yeah, uh, into the road. So, if you were driving down the road, you'd have to swerve around her naturally, or her dead husband, you know. <laughs> Right. And I'm assuming that the EMS office, because it didn't really state in here, and I didn't do any research, uh, I probably doesn't have a policy of transporting, you know, like if we arrive and yeah, you're like she dead. Calls, she yeah. calls the paramedics and they get out there. And they're, they're like, like uh, the guy's dead. The guy's dead. Our job not, is. Yeah, yeah, our if, job is to save lives, yeah, not, not transfer. Move yeah, we, we don't. We don't do it. Now, you would think common courtesy just right. among humans would be like, you know what? That's what I find let's, so bizarre. Let's move him up here or whatever. If a deer, if somebody hits a deer, yeah. they're going to get out there and move right. a deer. Yes. But here's a dude, man, uh-huh. a dude laying in the road. Well, and they're like, hey, hands off, hands not our problem. Yeah, we can't do that. And I mean, we stuck a tube down his throat, but he's dead <laughs> and we're done. And we're, we got to get out of here. We got another call to go on or oh whatever. Oh, my goodness. But also, the people who brought her an umbrella and brought her a chair, could they not say, hey, you know what? Grab one arm. I'll grab the other arm. Let's just drag him out of the road at least. You know, I, I know I'm, you're grieving, ma'am, and I'm right. going to pray with you when we're done, and we're going to talk about comfort and peace and the all-knowing, all-encompassing love of our Savior. And but how, you don't want people swerving around your right. head. Yeah, husband. but you don't want him. If one of them runs over his foot or something, I know it's not going to hurt him, but that's going to be traumatic for you to see. So yes. I'm going to help you get and him out me, of the road. The right, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to help you get him out of the road, and then we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll find, I'll wait with you until the funeral home can get here or whatever. Or maybe I'll just put the seats down in the minivan. Let's load him up in the back of that <laughs> yeah. while we got him, and then we'll take him over there ourselves and drop him off. Because three know. hours... Three hours is a long time to wait with your dead husband. At what point are you like, uh, hey, so can I go get you some, let's go get some donuts yeah. or something. Yeah. You, you, know? you need a snack here? <laughs> you know, it's hot. You got a bottle of water here for you? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. But, 
hurling in here. <laughs> it's killing me. Oh, but yeah, I, I just assume that that it was a error on a lot of people's part. They should someone. It's just crazy that that can happen. Yeah. You know? I, mean, I mean, we're so. Everybody in this day and age is so sensitive. Yeah, right. You think this is the kind of thing that would never go right. on, at least without you know some kind of repercussions. What you know? about all the people who drove by? That's a good point. Yeah, I see my wife's outside. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming we have a Pinewood Derby problem. Uh oh. Uh oh. Come in. Come on in. Huh? I'm missing wheel. Uh oh. Oh. Don't worry. I'll put um, it down. Mr. Mike, he may have an extra. Is he here yet? Did it fall off where? Do we have the wheel? We have the wheel. Okay, all right. We just need some, some glue or something. We're good. No, you're fine. You I'll come, come fix hey? it. <laughs> I'll come fix it. We're almost done anyways. Yeah. It cut all that out. <laughs> Deidre Long, everybody. <laughs> That's my wife. <laughs> Maybe we need to leave it in there. Maybe. That's the woman that'll be waiting with me for three hours while I lay in the road. <laughs> but yeah, like I say, you know, all the people who pass by her, you know, like mm-hmm. or pass by him with her sitting there holding an umbrella over a dead husband. That's terrible. You know, that none of them stopped or anything. <laughs> like, I got to get to work. I ain't got time for this. And you find out old boy's dead. I hope dead. that that never happens because, you know what? I mean, I'd like to think that I would stop, but. Yeah. But sometimes. But maybe if like, I don't know he's dead, I right. think that I don't want to get in the paramedic's way. Yes. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't want to get anybody's way. So, man, that's. That's that's really how I get out of a lot. Yeah, there's of, there's a hilarious story I could share that we just simply don't have time for. But yeah, I don't want to get in the medics' way. No, yeah. Okay, I'm because I promised this story earlier. I'm going to fly through this story yes. uh, right here. This comes from Fox News, and this is Ohio woman killed her Chihuahua in the oven because hmm. she believed that her ex boyfriend's spirit was inside <laughs> her pet. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> says here an Ohio woman was arrested after she allegedly killed a chihuahua by cooking the dog in an oven because she believed her ex-boyfriend was inside the pet police said Noel Georgia Moore uh, 28 was charged with first degree animal abuse in the 7 year old dog's death the Oregonian reported a person close to Moore called police Tuesday after the dog was placed in the oven the smell of burnt hair and flesh was still in the air. A probable cause affidavit read. Moore told police that she had placed the dog in the oven because she believed her ex-boyfriend's spirit was inside the animal. Mm. Records showed. Uh, Moore reportedly suffers from mental health issues. I would say so. Yeah. I would, <laughs> mental health. That's a given right there. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have to write that line in the story. <laughs> Every person reading it knows. Mental health professional professionals had been in contact with a 28-year-old in the past month because of several disturbances, according to the Daily Astorian. Man, I would like to know what those other disturbances yeah, right. are. Moore was arrested, and while she was at Columbia Memorial Hospital after Tuesday's event, so somehow she was in the hospital. But uh, <laughs> well, that look, is bizarre. Like, what gave her the idea that her boyfriend's spirit was inside? The, I don't know. The animal. How could she was it leaving the, t- the toilet seat up or something? <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> <You know? so. laughs> 
How can she live with herself for sticking this thing in the oven without putting Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Original Spice on it? You know? Come full circle. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. That's the kind of product marketing you're going to get out of us yes. if you want to sponsor us. Yes, audience. Don't ever place your pets inside the oven. No. But if you do, yes. make sure you add world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Original Spice. If, if you're... If your boyfriend has possessed your chihuahua and you feel the need to cook that chihuahua, the best thing you can do is get a nice Cajun curl Bayou Blended Original Spice rub on him. Um, so he comes out flavorful. Your house will smell better while it's cooking. Uh, it's all natural ingredients uh, right here in Alabama, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, from our friends at LeBlanc Trading and Marketing. Oh, man. Well, do you want to... CajunCurl.com. <laughs> you want to fly through anything, but or I think just... I think we're good. Okay. Uh, I mean, I really want to do the old, uh, the Uber. Oh, I hate we missed that. Yeah, one. I know. Maybe I know. we'll talk about that one yeah. next week. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty good. That would have tied in well with the dude laying in the road. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would. Well, anyway. All right, how many reviews did we get this week? We got okay, we got two. All right. Uh, one comes from Jordan Horton. So finally, she's well, that's probably not a listening. That's, that's her name. Yeah, that's her name. <laughs> yeah, thank you, it's Jordan. definitely in her name. She's not hiding <laughs> behind a pseudonym. And probably only listened because her father-in-law was doing filling in for me. But hey, that's more than Colin did. That's exactly right. So uh, uh, it says, best podcast ever. Definitely one of the best parts of my week. Y'all are so weird, and I love it with a um, laughing with tears emoji oh, great. there as well. I'm not sure what you call that one. Thank you so much, Jordan. Yes, if, uh, Jordan. If you want a pocket knife, send us uh, an That's email, right. and we will send out a pocket knife. Still, right. still got some pocket knives to hand out. Jordan also, one of my deacon families, her and Colin. So, oh, great. Yeah, they are under my, the care of my deaconship. So. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> So don't try any funny business, mister. That's right. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, this one is from 15 hours ago. Cheeks of Plenty. <laughs> uh, by Gary Newman. Uh, here in my car, I feel the safest of all. I can lock all my doors. It's the only way to live in cars. <laughs> Well done, sir. Yes, thank you, Gary Newman. Um, cheeks of plenty. <laughs> you win the gift card. Send us an email, and we will have you we'll a gift card you. of your choice out. That's right. We also we can kick in some world famous Cajun curl if you're interested. You know, that's true. Uh, how do you want to do this? I uh, mean, I've, we got a, a good you know we got bit. A good bit. We how can about give to away? start with the first three people mm-hmm. to share this okay. episode? I love it. Like, as soon as we post this show up, it'll right. go up, you know, later tonight, which, if you're listening to this, it's already up. Yeah. Go to our Facebook page and share the link to this show. That's and right. And the first three people to share out that link yeah. will get a free bottle of world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Original Spice. Boom. Yes. We'll do that for you. That's awesome. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast. We thank you so much for the download, no matter yes. where you get us from. You can always email into the show at earthoddity at planetmail.net. That's right. You can follow us on Twitter at uh-huh. underscore earthoddity. And you can check us out on Instagram That's at right. earth 
underscore oddity underscore podcast. That is it. Uh, we hope all of y'all go out and have a great week. Again, much thanks to uh, world-famous Cajun Curl Original Spice. Uh, we so look forward to uh, trying that and sharing that with our audience. That's right. And also, thank you to Silent Side. I don't plug his stuff enough. He does the music for the show, and he sounds awesome. You can check him out on Facebook. He's got a YouTube channel, and he also listens to his stuff on SoundCloud. Go That's hit right. him up. That's right. We will see y'all next week. Yeah, thanks for listening. All right, bye. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.